You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, what's up, everybody? It is Luke uh, Munger. That's my last name from dogman.com joined by Jack McCauley. Uh, the two interns at it again, this time previewing the Washington football season opener against the California golden bears. How are you doing today, Jack? Been a great so far. Got in for a little run, had some class. Um, I have a little class later on, but game week, baby can't be more excited. Oh Yeah. Can't wait. I know for a fact that Jack could run circles around me, but I also got to run in today. I think just the energy is high. I could just, I need to get it out somehow anticipating Pesky football. I feel it. I ran actually down by uh, Mott Lake today, ran by the stadium, ran down mm-hmm. Mott Lake. It was definitely, definitely gave me some uh, weird throwback because I believe like last year on this day was, it was either the Oregon or the Utah game. I think it was Oregon though. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. That's a good point. Uh, but yeah, definitely some some Husky vibes today. I was listening to to Rick Ross's Purple Lamborghini to get myself hyped about the Husky football season while I was closing out my run, getting that energy. Nevertheless, you guys didn't come here to listen to our uh, endeavors of athleticism. Uh, in fact, you're looking forward to the athletic endeavors by the Husky football team on Saturday. Uh, Jack, you and I both wrote part of the game preview. You looked at D- or Cal's offense i looked at cal's defense but first uh, we'll start just kind of a brief overview of the husky football depth chart that was just released um obviously this is always to be taken with a huge grain of salt uh, this is just what jimmy lake wants other people to see who knows how true it is um and again a lot of times for the huskies except for at quarterback and in the defensive backfield they do rotate some people in but for the most part Nevertheless, it's more of like a seeding chart. People still rotate in quite a bit. Uh, so, Jack, not much a ton to read into this. Um, but did anything stand out to you in particular? Yeah, I think there's, uh, for me, there's three things that stood out. Um, also, I think two of them you can take with a grain of salt. The other, uh, you you know, there could be a little influence in that or not. Um, the two that I that stood out to me was Alex Cook getting the start over uh, Julius Irvin mm-hmm. and Cam Williams at DB. That, that surprised me at first. You know, you expected... Asa Turner and Cam Williams to be uh, opposite of each other, which still might be the case, obviously. Um, Cam Williams, had a, I thought he had a heck of a freshman campaign, so I wouldn't see why he wouldn't get the start um, over Alex Cook, unless Alex Cook, you know, looks like he gained a little weight. Uh, speed, obviously, still their wide receiver, great hands, so huge ball hawk at safety. Mm-hmm. Um, wouldn't, wouldn't be overly surprised if he got the start. And then the other, I mean, obviously, I don't want anyone to freak out over this. I don't think it means anything. Is Kamari Pleasant. Um, getting this knot at uh, tailback, it looks like, on the depth chart. Um, and there's no or next to it. I'm just a little little confused on that one. I, I just, you know, doesn't make much sense why Lake would put it there. Uh, and then finally, the only thing that uh, makes me a little worried is not seeing Marky Spiker's name on the depth chart. Um, I would have thought he would have been behind Puka Nakua and ahead of Jordan Chin because uh, that's what it was listed prior. Uh, and there's been rumblings that, you know, he may have some injuries, uh, may not be able to play this week. So I guess that's the only thing that's concerning to me. Mm-hmm. Other two are just something that stood out, uh, may not need to take super seriously. 
Definitely. Yeah, I'd agree that also in the receiver room, I, I think a player that had been getting a lot of buzz this uh, camp has been Romo Dunze. He's not listed on the depth chart for receivers. Uh, slightly surprising there, but again, take all of that with a grain of salt. Um, yeah, for the Kamari thing, I, I think it is interesting. I mean, obviously he had significantly fewer touches than Richard and Sean last year, Richard Newton and Sean McGrew. Uh, however, he's a big physical guy and it'll be a physical game on Saturday. Jack, we can start with the Cal offense in which you did a preview for. Uh, tell me a little bit about what you saw from this California Golden Bear offense that will be returning Chase Garbers. Yeah, so I obviously the first thing that's, like you said, uh, they bring back junior quarterback Chase Garbers, and Garbers has been really nothing short of spectacular the last couple two seasons, really improving, especially last year uh, during his uh, redshirt sophomore campaign. Threw for a little over 1,700 yards, almost 18. Um, can run the ball. And, you know, when I watched, uh, I went over the game from last year, and everything really went through Garbers and the running back, uh, Zach Brown Jr., um, or Chris Brown Jr., my bad. Um those two were the two big guys on their team that really made playmakers that were really the big playmakers. Garbers um, can use his legs, especially gets out of pocket uh, and can really run for a couple first downs if they need him to. That happened a couple times last year where mm-hmm. you know, third and six, third and seven Garbers can't find any of his guys over the middle um, and then just uses his legs to escape. Um, and so one of the big things I think you really has to do is lock him down, uh, keep him in the pocket. Don't let him outside because he can run and he can make guys miss, which is vital, especially in today's game, with what they want to do. Uh, and then, obviously, the other name I mentioned, Chris Brown Jr., is he's a load, to say the least, uh, <laughs> at running back. To say the least, um, guy, our linebackers last year really had a tough job wrapping him up. Uh, and once he gets into the second level, he can push for an easy four yards, just staying on his feet, you know, really just using those monstrous quads to pick up big yardage. Um, And I think if we're able to limit the big plays from Garbers and Brown, I think the Huskies are in good shape. Uh, Brown caught a screen pass last year that went for like 45 yard, 40 yards, something like that. And then an extra 15 yard penalty from Ryan Bowman that added on to the end of the play. And that resulted in a touchdown at the end of the second half or at the end of the second quarter, my bad. Um, and those two are their their big names, and I think the other name we need to watch out for is Kakoa Crawford. I think our mm-hmm. secondary is really good, and I think we'll be able to shut him down. I'm not as much worried about him. Uh, I'm more worried about the time Garbers has in the pocket because Cal, Cal's O-line is really physical, and I think if we're able to keep him inside the pocket, keep him contained, it'll be harder for him to either escape or find guys like Kakoa Crawford who are able to get open and make some big plays happen. Definitely. I appreciate that breakdown, kind of covered all the bases there. Um, One thing that you mentioned that I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about is just the matchup of Washington's secondary in Cal's pass catchers. Obviously, Chase Garbers, super talented. Uh, Cal was undefeated in games that Chase Garbers started and finished, right? They lost two games that he got hurt in and Devin Modster came in to play. Uh, So he's obviously very talented. Um, but they also struggled passing the ball at several times last year. Um, you mentioned uh, Kekoa Crawford. There's Makai Polk, uh, Nico Remigio. Uh, what stands out about this group? Um, yeah, and what does Washington have to do to contain those pass catchers? Yeah, like you said, um, or like I talked about earlier, Kekoa Crawford, uh, Michigan transfer, real talented, was a four-star recruit out of high school, high four-star, uh, almost cracked the top 100. 
Um, he's got, he's just a big playmaker, real solid route running, real fluid, um, really able to get separation and break some tackles. We saw that last year, uh, when they scored their game winning drive with a little under a minute left, he broke a 20, 25 yard catch was able to break free from the likes of Elijah Molden. And then, uh, and, uh, Kyler Gordon broke both those guys and Keith Taylor ultimately tracked him down. Um, so him as his playmaking ability is phenomenal. And then, like you said, there's some other guys there, uh, Makai Polk, uh, and Trevon Clark or some other names. Clark's a bigger guy. I expect him to play more of a, maybe not get too many catches, but if they need a first down, you know, throwing up to him, he's big guy, six, four, six, five. Um, so, you know, obviously if I think a good matchup would be Keith Taylor on him, just because Keith Taylor's real lengthy, I don't expect, uh, Clark to do much if Taylor's on him just because of the length, uh, Makai Polk's another guy that averages over 15 yards a catch. Um, so that right there says a lot uh, in itself. Mm-hmm. So another big playmaker. Uh, but Crawford's ultimately the guy that's going to be getting the receptions. Had a lot of them last year. Um, I believe it was 48 or 30, 38. So he can really – 38 targets last year or 38 catches last year is a pretty decent amount for this type of offense because they love to run the ball. I would probably say 60% run, 40% pass. But when they pass, it's probably going to be going to Kakoa Crawford or Mackay Polk. Definitely. And then I appreciate that explanation as well. Kind of going on to another question I had is you mentioned the offensive line of California. Uh, again, a pretty senior group. They have a number of, of returning players, three seniors on that line. And you mentioned they're physical. But at times, I mean, Cal, I, I believe, forfeited the most sacks in the league last year. Uh, Chris Brown averaged 4.5 yards per carry, but that's a lot of tough running. Um, I also noticed that th- four of Cal's five starting linemen this year are 300 pounds or less. Um, what do you see from that group? Do you think that's a group that Washington can win up front? Um, I mean, that's kind of what's decided the last two matchups is really up front. Yeah, I I, I think that's a good point, especially that you made with the, the linemen four of them being 300 pounds or less. Because um, the dogs' defensive line is really, really big. Um, you know, you have guys like Latuli, Latuli, Nasanoa. Taki Taimani, Josiah Bronson, who are real big interior guys that they'll be able to hopefully take advantage of. And they got a couple sophomores, one on the outside and one on the inside there, um, who haven't started. Um, probably got some PT, but you know, haven't had a full game experience like this, especially going up against a pretty stout D line in Washington will be a tough task to have um, for any team, honestly, especially opening up week one without having to, without playing in quite some time. There will definitely be some miscues, and I think if they're able to close some gaps, especially on the running game uh, with Chris Brown, not let him get into the second level is going to be big time. Uh, so I think overall, when you look at their offensive line, we got to close the inside gaps with Josiah Bronson, Tula Tuli Nasanoa, those guys plugging the middle holes and letting Bowman, uh, Savelle Smalls, uh, Leatu Latu come in off the outside and hopefully make some plays to contain uh, Garbers. Awesome. Great. I appreciate the uh, feedback there. Now, uh, I guess anything else that you'd like to touch on before I jump to the defense? Yeah, I don't think there's much to touch on. I think another guy to bring up is uh, Marcel Dancy. Uh, He had Mm -hmm. a couple of big plays last year against the Washington, was able to break free. Uh, Another another downhill physical runner, a little smaller than uh, Chris Brown, but similar running style in the sense that they love to just get out of the gate real hard and make uh, that that first row be punished and hopefully break loose for a couple for a big gain. Um, not super flashy, not super sexy, but uh, definitely had plays last year that in the Washington game that changed the overall 
change the overall outcome of it. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good stuff. Uh, Yeah, like you said, Marcel Dancy, another name to consider for sure. Uh, Moving on to the defensive side of the ball for Cal. Uh, Obviously, a group that's given Washington fits. The Huskies have scored 29 points total in the previous two matchups against Cal. Um, only one touchdown in their loss in 2018. The Huskies had a little more offensive success, but were held to four field goals and one touchdown against Cal. Washington has outgained Cal in both of these matchups, which I thought was super interesting to point out. Uh, nevertheless, moving on, um, if you're looking at Cal's, uh, I guess, defense, there are a number of returning starters um, that should be considered. Uh, Cameron Bynum, for example, is a name that comes to mind. He is an incredibly talented defensive back uh, that has 32 pass breakups in his career at Cal. He initially opted, or he initially opted out uh, for this year, but has decided to return. Um, so he, he's a name to consider for sure. Um, a guy that will give kind of a Washington group that has a bunch of talented receivers, but young receivers. Uh, I guess some fits moving on other names that stand out. Uh, you have to look at Cameron good outside linebacker. He had nearly 10 sacks last season for Cal. Uh, he's fast, kind of a Savelle smalls build. Savelle's a little thicker, um, but long fast gives people on the perimeter fits with his speed. Um, also coin dang inside linebacker. Uh, Evan Weaver had 181 tackles last year, but dang had uh, 118 himself. You know, he's a guy to, I guess, watch out for. I was watching the Cal Washington game from last year and I thought Dang looked pretty good. Evan Weaver was obviously much more physical, uh, but Dang has added 30 pounds. He's 6'6", 250. Uh, He can get after the passer with his long arms, shed some tackles. Uh, He covers a lot of ground and he's tough to throw over as well with his long arms. Uh, And then on the defensive line as well, uh, there's Zionde Johnson and Brett Johnson, two defensive ends uh, that had pretty solid seasons for Cal, both 6'4", 285, 290 pounds. Um, so yeah, that's kind of going over the good of Cal defense. A couple of things that stand out as well is uh, they're relatively young in the middle. At nose guard, they have Aaron Maldonado. He's never started a game. Um, and he's also only 6'3", 275 pounds, not the world's biggest nose. Um, then moving back, Evan Tattersall is a new starter at inside linebacker. Braxton Cruto is another new starting linebacker for Cal. And then in the secondary, they're replacing two safeties. Elijah Hicks and Daniel Scott will be the safeties this year. Elijah Elijah Hicks is a senior, and he started quite a bit at at corner. Um, But he will move over to safety. He's kind of built, I'd say, similar to Elijah Molden. He's not super short, but he's not very tall. He's stocky and strong. Daniel Scott's a new starter. So it'll be interesting to see how Cal does in the middle, especially considering I think Washington will run it at them quite a bit. I think the Huskies will try to take advantage there. I mentioned that Maldonado is only 275 pounds at nose for Cal. Uh, Not the heaviest defensive line in the world. Two guys at around 285, 290 pounds. The nose at 275. I think Washington will use a huge interior offensive line featuring people like MJ Ole, who's 355 pounds, to try to clear some way. 
uh, for Kamari Pleasant, who's a big thumper, uh, and then the rest of the stable featuring Cam Davis, Sean McGrew, Richard Newton, and that sort of stuff. One other matchup I'm curious to see, Josh Drayden and Chigozi and Nuziam are the other two corners. I'd imagine that Josh Drayden will kind of play in the slot, uh, and he's Miles Bryant-esque in size. The Huskies have gotten bigger in the receiver room, especially in the slot. You'll see guys like Austin Osborne, Terrell Bynum, uh, Romo Dunze at 6'1 plus going across the middle on that uh, kind of shorter matchup. We'll see if that's something the Huskies can take advantage of as they establish the run, can maybe sneak in some play action there. Yeah, um, I love that analysis there, Luke. Um, one thing I was curious about, um, you know, you mentioned the impact that Dang will probably have this game. Last year, they loved to throw in, uh, usually have four guys on the D line, uh, putting pressure, and then love to use some linebacker blitz schemes. Uh, what do you think they're going to do there? I mean, Evan Weaver obviously was a big factor in, the, in last year's game. Um, who was able to make up a lot of ground, even if, even if he was on a blitz and come back and make a tackle. Um, so do you think we'll see, you know, as many uh, blitz schemes that they did last year, or do you think they'll be a little more conservative since it's game one, have a lot of new starters, especially in linebacker court, which really matters against a pretty physical Husky team. Absolutely. No, I think that's a great point. I think that Cal will try to ratchet up as much pressure as they can against a new starter for the Washington Huskies. Um, Yeah, a a couple of things that stand out, like you said, Quoney Dang uh, is a guy who can get some pressure on the quarterback. They they would send Evan Weaver quite a bit against the Huskies. Uh, Dang had three sacks, seven and a half tackles for loss last year. I think that they'll send him up the middle quite a bit. Josh Drayden, He only played four games for Cal last year before getting hurt, which is why he's eligible to return this year. Um, But he had four tackles for loss in four games. Playing that nickel spot, I think that they'll send him off the edge and try to kind of sneak some pressure from the secondary there as well. Uh, Another guy to look out for, Elijah Hicks, um, now playing safety. He had nine tackles for loss in three years for Cal playing corner now sliding over to safety, playing a little more in the box. I think that they might send him on some pressure as well. Um, Yeah, Cal really does it all. Like you said, uh, they'll sometimes send three or four, and then sometimes they'll bring five or six, you know, and send them from different areas. I think they'll try to get as confusing as possible against the Huskies, sending people from all different levels. Um, But yeah, those are just a couple of names to look out for. Another thing, uh, Cameron Bynum, you mentioned one of the better cornerbacks there in the Pac-12, opted out to enter the draft but came back ultimately um do you think they're going to target his way much um obviously the wide receiver room in my opinion is a little bit more improved more experienced from last year uh how often do you think they're going to go and uh, target Bynum's side of the field you know that's an interesting question I think the Huskies I don't I mean to I, I don't think they'll be looking to say like oh let's find where Cameron Bynum is and pick yeah, on him yeah you know? but I think there will be times Uh, Like I think of two years ago down in Cal early on, Washington was taking shots at Ty Jones. Uh, I think Ty Jones and uh, Cameron Bynum will be lined up across each other quite a bit. Uh, I would not be surprised to see the Huskies take some shots downfield. You've seen uh, tweets of Ty Jones mossing Husky defenders in the end zone and deep downfield. I think that they will try to take advantage of his size, regardless of who's lined up across for him. Uh, So it won't be something that they'll be trying to pick on him necessarily. Uh, But I think given the right matchup, they won't be afraid to air it out. Chigozi and Nuziam, the other corner is a big physical guy. He's also around 6'1", 200 pounds. Um, So he'll, he'll be another tough physical corner to pass against. And for that reason, I don't think the Huskies will, I guess, be actively avoiding Cameron Bynum. I, I like that analysis a lot. And then another thing you mentioned was uh, 
they're a little smaller up front than years past. It seems yes. um, in the run game has been something that has been hard to establish. Um, and that's a big reason why Washington hasn't been able to uh, win the last two matchups is, you know, Cal has been very physical at the line of scrimmage and not allowed a lot of big plays from uh, the Washington tailbacks, even with the likes of my miles uh, Gaskin and uh, Savan Ahmed what is, do you think something will change this year? Um, due to the smaller size, or do you think it's still going to be a similar story? I think, you know, that's a good question. I think, I don't think the Huskies are going to be able to run the ball at will, so to speak. Um, However, I do think they will go after this Cal defense early and often on the ground um, for the reason that first of all, Washington is just bigger up front. And second, Cal is not very deep in the front seven. Um, They have Luke Beckett, uh, who was a starting defensive lineman, transferred to Boston College. He made a stop on uh, third down against Clemson to keep Boston College in the game late in the fourth quarter last weekend. Um, he's a very good player. They had um, as well Tevin Paul opt out. That's another guy in the front seven um, that was a, an impact player for Cal last year. 17 tackles for loss in his career. So then you look up front after kind of their defensive line, again, talented, but no one over 300 pounds in the starters. J.H. Tevis is the only player uh, in that second unit on the defensive line that is not a freshman, uh, and even he has not played a significant amount of football for Cal. Uh, similar story in the linebacking core, just a bunch of relatively young guys. Um, so I think Washington will look to establish the run early, kind of go after the youth uh, and not necessarily establish depth of Cal and try to get – I mean, I don't know. Seeing Kamari Pleasant listed as the starter, take it for what it means, but it sounds like they have four guys that they trust running the ball. I wouldn't be surprised if the Huskies have three guys with 10-plus carries and uh, hand the ball off like 40 times against Cal, to be honest. Yeah, I totally see that. And I see, uh, depending who's on quarterback, I expect Kevin Thompson to be out there uh, game one. And I could see a lot of hurry up, honestly. Uh, you said, you know, Youth, there's a lot of youth, not a lot of depth. So they're gonna. I think they could really try and wear down these nose mm-hmm. guards, big defensive, en- bigger defensive ends that they have, um, so that they will be tired once the late later game comes on. Because these this, the last couple of years, this game has been a bloodbath between these two teams, and yeah. so the more energy that it's expended in the first couple quarters is going to be huge for the Washington offense, um, especially how good this offensive line could be. Um, and so I think it's really about attacking. I think the middle of this defense is going to be the weak spot with uh, Maldonado up front because you got a guy like Luke Wattenberger, who's one of the best Pac 12's best offensive linemen, who could probably take advantage of him. Certainly. And then you have uh, on either side of him, Henry Bainavalu, one of the more talented guys in the room for the Huskies, and then 355 pound MJ Ale. Uh, Introducing the two way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two way for yourself at newbalance.com. So yeah, that's it for us on both sides of the ball. Jack, um, just what's like a key or two that we haven't highlighted so far uh, for the Huskies on Saturday? Yeah, I talked about one a little earlier. I kind of want to go back on it. I think uh, I was talking about Chris Brown Jr. Um, and I think the key for this Washington defense with him is I think Edifuan Ulofosio and uh, Jack Sermon got to be real sharp this game because Kyler yeah. Mahu and Brandon Wellington were both having fits. 
um, from Brown. And I think that if the Washington Huskies are going to win the game, it's about limiting Brown on first and second down, getting him, making him almost uh, not, you know, non-usable on those third down, third and shorts where he's just almost could be a guaranteed first down because of how hard he runs, you know, always falling forward, kind of like Miles Gaskin in that sense. Um, so I really think it's about uh, Jack Sermon and Ula Foscio recognizing run or pass on first down. And if it is run, really getting after Chris Brown, wrapping him up, getting attacking him low at the knees um, where he's weak and bringing him down for a shorter loss because ultimately I think he's one of the game-deciding players. Certainly. Yeah, and then just to follow up on that, uh, kind of a, I guess, key for me is I think attack the middle of Cal's defense. I mentioned that on the ground. I think also in the air when the Huskies do throw the ball, this will be big if they're able to establish the run um, especially where there's two new safeties. I, I understand that one is a corner that's converted to safety, so he has experience, but new position, um, a new inside linebacker, and, and a new nose tackle. Uh, I think if the Huskies can establish a run, do some play action, get their new co- quarterback, whether that's Kevin Thompson, Jacob Sermon, uh, kind of on the run so they don't have to stand flat-footed in the pocket um, and then look to take advantage of maybe some undisciplined eyes at the safety and linebacker positions for Cal. Uh, and flip it to the likes of KDOT and uh, Terrell Bynum and company. I think that'll be another key for the Husky offense. Uh, now, Jack, uh, just to end it here, you all on dogman.com will see our predictions Friday. Uh, but Jack, just give me your confidence interval for the Huskies heading into this one. You know, so, and then just so everyone knows, scale of one to 10, one Huskies get crushed, 10 Huskies win handily, uh, five toss up. I think it will be a really interesting game. Um, and I'm going to say a 6.5 for uh Couldn't make up my mind between six or seven. I'm going to say 6.5. And uh, I think there's a couple reasons why um, I could see it going both ways, but ultimately I do think the Huskies feel should feel good about themselves going in this game. Uh, one of the reasons is it's a new offense, you know, Cal is, it's going to be hard for them to prepare. Um, they don't know what at all to expect really. And they don't even know which quarterback to expect for. Um, so I think ultimately the Washington should feel good about that in the sense that Cal has no idea what they're going to see as well as like we mentioned Cal being smaller up front, you know, Washington loves to run the ball and they have some real good running backs and a real great offensive line. They should feel real good about that going in. But on the flip side of the token, um, you see guys like Chris Brown who have really gave Washington trouble and you've got to, that, that's a concern in uh in the Washington Husky book, you know, two new linebackers coming in. That's the first game. That's the first matchup. That's tough. And then also Chase Garbers, you know, the only returning quarterback we'll see this year is, has been very dynamic. And like you said, undefeated when he's played and finished the the game. So he's got a great track record. Um, So it's going to be real important for the Huskies to lock down those two guys. Uh, But ultimately uh, Washington offense, I think should be able to carry this team through. Um, Sounds weird to say because it's been the defense in the past against this team, but I think Washington's offense is going to be able to find a couple holes and uh, hopefully use that to their advantage. Certainly. Yeah. And then just kind of elaborating on that, I am going to go ahead and go a 0.5 step up from Jack and go seven. And I know this is very confident. We're also young, either currently at UW or recent UW alum. So I think we're, we have a little more Homer glasses than the average fan maybe. But um, one thing to point out for me is it's taken almost not necessarily minor miracles for these last two games to go Cal's way, uh, but Cal has averaged only 272 yards of offense and scored 12.5 
offensive points per game. They've also won the turnover battle four to zero and have a combined three point outscoring Washington in the past two years. Right. So Washington, just a number of breaks gone against them has led to Cal winning these last two games. I think obviously Washington will have some things to shake out on offense uh, just with a bunch of new faces, new head coach, new offensive coordinator. Cal's defense is tough, but I think the Huskies will be able to hold Cal under 20 points. Can the Huskies get to 20? I believe they certainly can. Uh, And for that reason, I think the Huskies, uh, I don't know, have reason to be confident going into the weekend. Yeah, I think those are all great points. I think one more thing I wanted to add to is limiting the penalties. Um, there have been some bad penalties, um, especially last year's game where, uh, you know, like I said, uh, I think it was like a chop block or something like that on defense that allowed a 15-yard extra uh, to that Chris Brown Jr. screen pass. Also, a couple p- pass interferences that kept drives going, uh, special team penalties, just really a lot of stuff that was able to help further Cal's offense that can already be slow and sluggish, you know. So once they get going um, and they're able to get downfield, eh, they can be tough to sp- stop, especially in the red zone. So I think limiting penalties and limiting how far they're able to move because they do move slower um, is a big thing. Absolutely. Good stuff. Well, Jack, I appreciate you hopping on. Um, Yeah, I'm looking forward to Saturday. It can't come fast enough. Uh, But yeah, go Ducks. Yeah, 7.30 kickoff. Uh, You know where to find all your pregame information at dogman.com. Awesome. Go Ducks. It's the NFL offseason, but on Pick 6, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, the football season never stops. Host Will Brinson, John Breach, and Tyler Sullivan are joined by analysts like Brady Quinn, Leslie Ducible, Katie Mox, and R.J. White to keep you in the loop on everything happening around the league. Whether it's free agents signing with new teams, the all-important NFL draft, or schedule release day, Pick 6 has you covered. As the face of the league changes with every team move and player pickup this spring, Pick 6 is a must Listen, download, and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and anywhere podcasts are found.